0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Parent Q Live. Yes, again, your hosts today are Kristen Ivey, who's sitting across from me. Hey Amiga.
1: Happy to be here.
0: I'm happy you're here too. And Carlos Whitaker, Carlos Enrique Whitaker, this in. Which uh, can you can you still pull it off if I if I ask you on the spot to say my full name? Go.
1: Carlos Enrique Whitaker, Guzman Archibald Caballo. You
0: got it. You got it. You got Carlos it. Carlos the Cowboy. Carlos <laughs> the Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, Kristen. We are. We're going to be talking about something today that I um, actually had to ask you what it meant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited about today's topic. Yeah. which is impulse control. Well,
0: yeah, I still. I, I, I mean, if it means what what it what the two words mean, yeah, then I've got none of it. So <laughs>
1: no, I've got none of it. It is controlling your impulses. That doesn't that doesn't help you out. Gosh, it, it do- means it does Every so often, uh, our kids have something that they want. Right. Sometimes they want it loudly. They want it immediately. They want it right now. We could
0: replace our kids with us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well. And so right. as you, as you grow up, one of the things you've got to kind of learn how to do yeah. is control those impulses so that you don't act on it or band oh. it right away yeah. and you can regulate,
0: regulate those, those impulses. Um, I, I think, you know, if I remember correctly, there, there's been studies done on this kind of stuff, like on, on yeah. kids and impulses.
1: I mean, one of the most famous ones, right, was the marshmallow test, where researchers walked into a room and they set down one marshmallow and asked kids if they could wait for a certain amount of time, Uh then they would get two marshmallows. (laughs) When they went out of the room to watch the child wait, then it was kind of a test to see, you know, which ones are going to just eat it right now, which ones are going to make it the entire time, how long are they going to wait before they eat the marshmallow? Yeah and the study showed that kids who are able to wait and have kind of that delayed gratification uh-huh. actually went on to succeed um, and go places in life so
0: so so this was done like what in the 90s 80s and seven like, like a long time actually, ago a long time a ago.
1: long time ago it was yeah.
0: like it, a long enough time to where that they can actually see them you know uh older and study them, you right? Know, you know, yeah. So it was life. a
1: longitudinal study. It means yeah. that they were able to follow these children all the way into Can you their. Say adult that year. Again?
0: The longitudinal
1: longitudinal line? study. It I makes. That's
0: <laughs> why I love you on this podcast. It's so good. I've never said that word in my entire life.
1: <laughs> They're able to test these children as adults. So right. cool. So we have a leading expert on. This kind of concept, actually, Sophia studies emotional intelligence yes. of all kinds and, all, you know, all kinds of uh, ways that we exhibit emotional intelligence. And yes. this is just one topic that falls in that category. Okay,
0: so, so we are going to be talking to Sophia Dickens. But before we jump, it, jump into that, I, I do want to ask if they stuck a marshmallow in front of you when you were five, <laughs> Kristen Ivy, and they said, wait, would you have eaten the marshmallow or would you have waited?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I would have been waiting. They would have come back in the room. I would have been like, if I can go three more minutes, how uh, many more can I get? Really? Yeah.
0: That's, I, I know that not only would I have eaten it, but I would have um, taken hostage whoever <laughs> put the marshmallow in front of me, and I would have forced them to give me the rest of the bag. You yeah. Know? And so... uh
1: yeah, in my family, we like to uh, we talk about my niece that way that she would have found the bag under the table uh-huh. and eaten the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah, and That's, just been like, "What are you gonna do now?" Yeah,
0: who's who's the winner and who's <laughs> the loser in life now? Well, um, uh, I I am excited about this. This is a very intriguing conversation with with Sophia Dickens. You know, Sophia, um, you, you know, look, I've looked looked her up online. Uh, really didn't know much about her until you started talking about her earlier. Um, and I love what it says in her um, kind of like her bio. It says from Harvard to Hollywood. Uh, And she really has. It seems like she's spread the gamut of television. Uh, She's married to to a guy that was the assistant press secretary in the White House, has been on CNN. So it looks like she really lives her life um, in the limelight. Yeah. And so... You know, I'm I'm really interested to hear you, you have this conversation. I got
1: connected to Sophia through a mutual friend and it was one of those conversations. Our first connection, I think we just both knew this was going to go somewhere because you listen to her and she's so sharp. She's so intentional and smart with her own children Uh on developing, you know, what some people call the soft skills, but it's actually more like grit and resiliency and um, things that may not just be, you know, what is typically tested in, IQ tests. Yeah. And so she's created a company called EQtainment, okay, um, which kind of blends this yeah. idea of emotional intelligence and entertainment together yeah. in a really incredible way to help kids have fun and play games so cool. and learn social skills along the way.
0: It, I mean, it, it says right here, eq fun toys and tools for better, better social skills and behavior. That, that That's amazing. So, um, so Kristen sat down with Sophia, and they had... a a really fun conversation. So you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with Sophia Dickens.
1: Sophia, it's great to have you here today. So fun to be here. Now, You've, been, you've spent years studying social and emotional development and what is it about this topic that fascinates you?
2: Well, it's really a huge wave in education right now. Um, I remember I was a student at Harvard when Daniel Goleman came out with his findings on emotional intelligence and I was absolutely blown away that his discovery was that uh, there are about 40 years of data showing social and emotional skills have a greater correlate to life success than anything else we can teach our kids. Um, And here we spend so much time toiling over the academics and stressing about all the things our kids need to learn when in fact it's much more simple than that. And um, I was also blown away when I went looking for tools for my own kids and saw that there really wasn't anything out there to help parents teach social and emotional skills like focus, creativity, self-awareness, social awareness, um, grit, you know, in a really fun way and that's how Q Wonder began.
1: So, all right, as you're studying social and emotional development, what was something that just like caught your attention, made you really fascinated or light up about this idea?
2: Well, everything out there was really wonky and academic, and I thought, well, how would I teach this to my kids? So I started to just sort of pick it apart and deconstruct it, and then I found my job was just to translate it into really fun tools for parents. Um, You know, a lot of people refer to social and emotional skills as mindfulness and kindness and empathy, and that's really all they teach, when in fact, it's more about hard executive skills. It's not just the soft, touchy, feely stuff. That's a small part of it, is like identifying your feelings, but skills that allow you to take hold of unruly impulses and make wise choices and control your emotions, those are really some of the more important skills um, that lead to, you know, behaving now, behaving better now, like manners and meltdowns for little kids as well as um, success in the future.
1: So you talk about um, impulse control and, and managing those outbursts or those emotions. What is it about impulse control that's important?
2: Well, of all the skills that are related to social and emotional um, success, I would say impulse control is the core of everything. Um, I don't know if you remember that marshmallow test back in the 70s that Stanford conducted, but uh, they put a marshmallow in front of a whole group of kids. They said, you know, if this marshmallow is still here when I come back in a few minutes, then I'll give you two marshmallows. So there was an incentive there. And about a third of the kids were able to make it through the entire 15 minutes without eating the marshmallow. Um, And then, and one third of the kids gobbled it up right away. Well, they followed those kids for about 60 years and found that the kids that didn't eat the marshmallow went on to have far more successful lives, higher SAT scores, no criminal records, better relationships, healthier bodies and healthier, you know, healthier relationships with their peers, more successful careers. I mean, really everything across the board that you would want as a parent, just because these kids didn't eat the marshmallow. And so um, I think that the study has been misunderstood because people think, well, some kids are born with impulse control and some aren't, which really is not, you know, that may be the case for some kids, but um, impulse control isn't something that you're necessarily born with it's something that can be taught. I think that was the big aha of the Stanford Marshmallow Test that people don't talk about. And that's what really blew me away and really struck me is what I noticed from studying this study was that the kids that made it through the whole 15 minutes, those were the ones that were using distraction. And distraction is not some inborn skill, it's a technique. So I thought, well, why can't all kids learn this technique and get better at impulse control through practice? And so it's just a matter of practicing patience. Um, And there are a lot of ways that you can teach kids to distract themselves. So impulse control really is the core of everything you want for your life. And it can be the reason you have problems down the road if you don't have a developed impulse control.
1: So, all right, get honest with us for just a minute. Were you the kid who would have naturally been inclined to wait for the marshmallow?
2: I think I might have waited for the marshmallow, but at the at the rate I'm eating these chocolate chip lactation cookies right now while I'm nursing, I'm questioning my own judgment and my own impulse control um, as, as an adult. So I feel like it's a skill we need to keep working on. Yeah. Now, in your own parenting,
1: you say that this is a skill that can be learned. Um, obviously, each kid is just wired a little bit differently, but what are some practices that you... Um, put in, you know, put into play in your own home that helps your kids practice impulse control in the real world.
2: That's a great question, and it's also a really great statement. The kids are wired differently, and as parents, we have a tendency to label our kids and say, "Well, this is my this is my obedient, rule following, sensitive child," and this is my free spirited, um, hard headed child. And instead of labeling our kids, we should just think of them as being much more malleable, and think of them with more of a growth mindset. So I have four kids from ages ten down to a newborn, and you know I think when you have four kids in the house, they tend to learn naturally how to wait for things. Um, it's like I can't take care of you right now because somebody else's you know knee is bloody. But um, <laughs> but there are you know there are a lot of ways that you can practice impulse control in your house, and I tend to do that with my kids. Um, you know, our board game, The Q's Race to the Top and the app, have several episodes on impulse control. Uh, we actually have a really funny episode where Michael Strahan and Q, the genius monkey, are having a cookie challenge, similar to the marshmallow challenge. And Michael is totally owning it because he's doing all these really funny distraction techniques. But we teach kids these techniques. And that's what I do in my house. One of the things I love to do with my kids is um, we practice balance and coordination because studies show that if, if you can – Maintain control of your limbs as a as a young child, you end up developing um, emotional and mental self control, uh, which is really cool because that means for you as a mom, all you have to do is be, you know, jumping on one leg with your kids or playing a balancing game or doing the crab walk on the floor, and you're building a really important component of their emotional intelligence just by laughing and having fun. So, I mean,
1: that's huge. So actually physical control of your body and learning how to control your body physically has a direct correlation to how you have mental control and emotional control.
2: Exactly. That's the foundation. It really taps into the same part of the brain, which is really cool um, because you can start early when your kids are one or two years old. You can start practicing balance and coordination and have a lot of fun with it. Another thing that's, that's helpful for me with my kids is Um, Having good interrupting manners, I would categorize that under impulse control. You know, I'm sure you've been around that mom who you're trying to have a conversation and their kids are constantly interrupting. You're just not able to, you know, get a whole sentence out. Uh, And I've totally been that mom myself. So that's one of the reasons that I wanted to teach my kids interrupting manners. So they'll come up to me and um they know that they have to put their hand on my shoulder or on my knee and just wait quietly until there's a natural lull in the conversation and I turn to them. And that way they know they're being heard, but they're um, they're practicing those great impulses um, at the same time. So
1: okay, you keep referencing, you have this episode or you have this app. So just for our listeners to kind of make sure they've they've caught up, you have an actual company that you created to help all parents put this stuff into practice in their own home. So tell us just a little bit about Q Wonder.
2: Q Wonder. So, you know, like I said, I'm a mom of four, and I just didn't want my kids leaving the house at 18 having memorized a bunch of stuff. I wanted them to be emotionally healthy and well-rounded, and when I went looking for tools, there really wasn't anything out there, so I started developing my own. It's everything from a board game and a bunch of toys um, that support the, everything the kids learn in the game to this new Q wonder app that just came out. Um, and the app has a kid's show called Q wonder with celebrity guests. There's a pop album that reinforces all the teachings and the episodes. Um, they're really fun games. There's lots of interactive activities for the kids. And then for parents, there's a podcast and lots of resources too. So I took that 40 years of awesome data about social and emotional learning, and then I translated it into entertainment so we could just make it fun and easy to grow in these critical skills.
1: Okay. So what is your favorite part of the app? You have to have a favorite.
2: Oh, my favorite part is totally the music videos. (laughs) Um, It is, it's so fun. I ended up dancing in some of the music videos. We have these incredible kid dancers that have been in everything from like the Super Bowl to Lego Friends. And then we have um, some really fun celebrity guests that have participated. But, you know, my big beef with kids music is that it's kind of annoying for us to listen to as parents and we we go crazy listening to it in the car. So I looked at my kids and I thought, well, they like Taylor Swift, you know, they like pop music. So let's create some pop songs that really teach these skills, everything from problem solving to focus and and patience, but do it in a fun way um, and do it in a way that is more memorable for kids. So all these pop songs are, um, they're, they're really fun. And the dancing is, um, has been really entertaining for me to be part of, um, especially with, you know, we have like J-Lo's choreographer and Britney Spears' choreographer, and they pull together some really cool stuff.
1: That's great. And there's something about hooky music that it just gets in you and you will remember that for the rest of your life. Um, I know I'm driving down the road just singing lyrics that are on repeat in my head. So, Oh, you um, can't
2: escape it.
1: It's great. And so we'd love to ask everybody um, who comes on the podcast this one question because we want to walk away and help parents who listen to um, Parent Q Live, who follow along with us, um, to give them one practical thing that they could do this week that would really make a difference in their kids' lives. So when it comes to impulse control and social and emotional development with their kids, what's one thing you feel like any parent anywhere could put into practice this week?
2: I think the best thing you can do is make waiting a part of your child's everyday life and make that a natural thing. So if they're tugging at your leg asking when dinner's going to be ready, maybe you could have a timer or one of those little uh, plastic hourglasses and have your child flip it or set the the timer and and say, okay, why don't you come up with a song in this next five minutes or why don't you help me set the table in this next five minutes? And it'll give them a sense of what five minutes feels like if they're very young. Um, it'll also just kind of help them practice those skills of being patient and also just teaching them distraction if you're waiting in line or waiting for the oven or um, waiting for anything teach them how to distract themselves through fun songs or games or you know say how count how many people are in line that are taller than you and how many people are shorter than you how many cars are in the parking lot Um, can you do this with your fingers you know twiddle your fingers can you make up a song how many times can you spin around So help them to think creatively about those wait times, and they'll really be learning some valuable skills.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sophia. Um, I'm excited for everybody to be able to um, take a look at what you've created through Q Wonder and other resources, and also just to remind us all that this is a skill that we can all work on. I mean, I know I need to work on it as a mom, uh, as well as helping my kids, so, Thank you so much for the conversation.
2: Thank you. Well, everyone asked me if, if I've created any special episodes for how to teach your husband social and emotional <laughs> skills. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just start with the kids, okay? Okay, ladies?
1: We can all um, learn it together.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much, Kristen.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Parent Q Live today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sophia. All about emotional intelligence and the importance of teaching our kids how to value wait time and value some of the soft skills that will really help them go further faster in life. I hope you didn't miss that cue that we can make wait time a part of our child's everyday life to help them develop a sense of time, help them practice patience. When they're younger, we can teach them through distraction and having a timer like Sophia mentioned, or maybe if your kids are getting a little bit older, Um, Wait times are getting a little bit longer, and so you might not be setting a timer so much as putting a date on the calendar to say, hey, we're not going to be able to get a cell phone today, but you know what? In a week and a half, let's have a bigger conversation about that. Um, So sometimes as your kids get older, wait time involves setting a time to have regular conversations to communicate about the things you're waiting for, setting those expectations so that they know that you've heard them and that you are actively waiting together. I hope that for everyone today, you are um, excited to stay connected with us because we love, love, love your listening and that this conversation um, feels like a fun community of parents as we parent our kids together. Uh, For everybody today, Sophia and her team have graciously offered a one-month free trial for their new app, We've put a link to that in the show notes at theparentq.org forward slash episode 54. But for one lucky winner, this week on our Instagram, we'll be giving away a free one-year subscription. So check that out so you can get a free subscription to the Q Wonder app. As always, thank you so much for listening to Parent Q Live. If this podcast has helped you, challenged you, or encouraged you in any way, we would love for you to share it. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts leave us a rating and review. And until next time, uh, this is Kristen. Have fun in your parenting this week.